Welcome back to another episode of the Statues Podcast. I'm your host, Danang. For today's episode, I wanted to first start with an announcement. We are returning to our weekly schedule every Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Any special episodes that we release will be released for Sunday at noon Eastern Standard Time. For today's episode, I wanted to talk about something that... um, meant a little something in my life when I was going through some of the hardest times. And that is this little thing. This is a Rubik's Cube. To some it's a toy, to some it's a way to, you know, just fidget. To me it was a little bit of both and a little bit more. I started learning how to solve a Rubik's Cube back in, I think it was early 2018. One of the main reasons why I started was to simply prove to myself that I could finish it, that I could do it. I'm someone who is very self-competitive. So if I see something and I say to myself that it looks a little difficult, it looks hard to do. um, There's also a part of me that will challenge that side and say, well, I can do it. And when I first took on the challenge, it took me... I would say two months to solve uh, the Rubik's Cube, to fully understand how to solve it. After that, it took me another month to really get it down pat. I would have by now memorized everything. During that time, there was a lot of frustration. And that frustration was because I didn't understand the language of the Rubik's Cube. You know, just like us, we speak English or just like other people who speak other languages or, you know, when uh, coders learn how to code, there is a language that is involved. But there I was trying to solve a Rubik's Cube without understanding the language of a Rubik's Cube. And what I mean by that is, you know, they have um, they have a term called prime and and there are other terminologies i had forgotten it's been so many years but that's what i mean by the language of the rubik's cube i didn't understand that it had become frustrating within the first month of me trying i grew so much frustration that i had to put it down for a little bit and then come back to it when i finally solved it a part of me wasn't satisfied I didn't know this off memory yet. So I would do it over and over and over. And I did this repetitively for a good month, like I said. And it got to the point where it became muscle memory. I no longer needed the sheet of paper to tell me how to do it anymore. I was able to solve the Rubik's Cube. And because of it, a lot of lessons came out of it, surprisingly, right? I learned about persistence and patience. I've been doing business for how long? And when you do business, you become so tunnel vision. You have one goal and you work on that goal. But working on a Rubik's Cube allowed for me to see that it took a lot of persistence and patience to be able to solve this, to be able to attack the Rubik's Cube head on to a point where now it became muscle memory. And when it became muscle memory, it was something that I eventually got good at. 
And then I could take out a few steps. So now I could solve it faster. I understood the language of the Rubik's Cube. I understood how each movement would affect another side. And that's the thing about life, right? Is that we are so focused on one side that we forget there are many sides. And when we're so focused on a certain thing in life and we start fidgeting with that one side, we don't realize that we have fidgeted, that we have fidgeted with every other side. So when we get to it, we might have solved one side, but by the end of it, every other side might have been scrambled. Some of the lessons that I learned from a Rubik's Cube was that life was constantly changing. You know, life can change like this. You know, it can change like this. And and by the time you know it, it's going to be completely scrambled. It might look something like like this. We all, we started perfectly okay. We started understanding something. And then we didn't anymore. That's going to be okay. We have to take a one step at a time. Understand the language of which we are facing. What is it? How is it? Can we deal with it right now? If we're frustrated, we have to learn to take a step back real quick. Try to reevaluate what is going on. Another thing that I came to understand was that there were many components involved in a Rubik's Cube. What some might see is, well, there's a Rubik's Cube, that's it. But what others don't understand, or maybe what others don't see, is that it involves us. And to us, there are many components of that, too. There's our brain, our eyes, our hands. Once those things work together, it becomes easier. Now I can solve this, you know, I can solve this in under a minute. It's not fast. And one of the goals that I have is to be able to solve it uh, blindfolded. To understand that there are many components is to also understand that that is just a part of the language. Now, when I work on a Rubik's Cube, it's a means of relaxing for me. It's also a means of processing my thought. When I get to process those thoughts, a Rubik's Cube is a physical representation of everything that my brain is going through in the moment. My brain is scrambled and I'm not able to see certain things properly. But as I take the time and I try to solve this Rubik's Cube, so are my thoughts. My thoughts are coming together slowly. And by the time that I've solved the Rubik's Cube, most of the time, my thoughts are settled. I'm able to pinpoint an idea and I can work off that idea. These are new things that I've only recently discovered about my myself and how my brain works. That my brain likes to correlate with physical objects and those physical objects have to be something that I can I can work with like a Rubik's cube. Every time I look at a Rubik's Cube, you know, it, it's a reminder that a lot of the things that I say I can't do or that not not that I can't do, but I think it's too hard 
when I look at a Rubik's cube, it reminds me that I can, that it's not impossible, that I need the persistence and the patience to be able to tackle whatever it is that I'm, I'm looking to do. And that's what a Rubik's cube is now to me. A Rubik's cube is also a reminder, um, a way to encourage me, a way to motivate me. It is no longer just an object. It's taught me a lot about life in itself. And I've, I've become very appreciative of what this object can do for me. I know that this episode is a little weird. I'm talking about a Rubik's Cube. I'm talking about life lessons through a Rubik's Cube. And it sounds weird. But I ask that you take the time to learn how to solve a Rubik's Cube and see what comes out of it. See how your brain processes certain things, certain information. Maybe you'll learn about yourself. And I think that's one of the things that is very important. Learning about yourself. That constant learning. Do not be closed off to the fact that maybe you know. Maybe you don't know. Maybe it's possible. Maybe it's not possible. These things are always and constantly going to be a part of your life. So how do you process certain things? A Rubik's Cube helped me through it all. A Rubik's Cube is just a three-dimensional cube toy. But it can be so much more if you allow it to be. Thank you guys so much for listening to this uh, episode. I know, once again, that it's a little weird. But take everything I say with a grain of salt. And uh, learn a Rubik's Cube. See what happens. Thank you guys so much. Uh, This is your host, Danang, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.